This is B2B Enablement, a Click.io podcast created to inspire sales and marketing leaders navigating digital transformation. I'm your host, Dave Carr, and on this show, we'll share actionable insights to build winning digital strategies and deliver better sales results with your customers. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 15 of B2B Enablement. Today, we're going to be talking about CRM best practices and what you can apply in 2021. And joining me as my guest today, I have Jeroen Korthout. And Jeroen is a co-founder at Salesflare, which is a CRM provider uh, that's based in Europe. And today we're going to be talking about a variety of things relating to how you can get more utilization out of your CRM, how to get more value out of your CRM, and general tips and best practices to help make your company better. I'm going to give Jeroen just a quick second to do an introduction of himself, and then we'll hop directly into the topic. Cool. Yeah. Nice to meet you all. Um whoever you are across the world uh, listening to this. I am uh, Jeroen Kortout, uh, like Dave already said, co-founder and CEO of Salesflare. And like Dave already said, it's a CRM. Um, it's actually a CRM for small businesses selling B2B. And what we mostly do is helping uh, CRM work by automating a lot of the data input you normally have and actually then also unlocking that data by helping salespeople to stay on top of their customers, fall up at the right times and all that. Well, we'll just start out. I want to begin rather basic here, um, but let's just begin with looking at what you see as some of the most common problems that B2B companies face when they're implementing CRM systems. How? What are those typical challenges? How do you see people overcome them? Any insight you can give us on uh, the, the broad level of CRM struggles and implementation? Is it okay if I focus on small and medium-sized businesses? Because uh, it's a totally different world than enterprises. Um, and to, in enterprises, it's it's a huge implementation project. You know, you involve consultants, you do specs, you do all this kind of stuff. And you know, it's a well in small and medium-sized businesses, you you usually uh, select something which is more out of the box. Uh, you don't go through an enormous uh, development process, let's say. Uh, so it's a, a very different thing. And um, when you think about small and medium-sized businesses, the main issue is probably just that a CRM has been put into place for certain reasons, but it doesn't um, fulfill these reasons. Um, and the main issue for that is usually it's not being used. I mean, it's almost always the issue. Uh, or it's not being used properly or not used enough, but it's it's underutilized. Um, and I can um, give some tips, if you like, uh, on how I think uh, companies can solve that. Uh, there's probably other ways, but uh, I see a few common things that companies do wrong. Um, I think number one starts with... Um, getting the wrong CRM, just not thinking through what exactly it is they want to achieve. It's a very common issue. So um, companies figure at some point, like we need a CRM. They know that. And then they type into Google CRM and then they, uh, they check out some of the top stuff they get. And then it's like, Oh, this uh, seems like a CRM and it's free also. Uh, well, that 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 is not going to help you achieve your objectives. Uh, achieving your objectives starts with knowing the objectives, 
And then when you know what you want to achieve from getting software, and this is not just for CRMs, in general, uh, you, you don't get software without knowing what you want to get software for, right? Uh, now with CRM, that mistake is made more often because people just know they need it. So they'll just get one. Um, now it might be that you're a real estate company and you want to stay in touch with, uh, with, with customers. It might be that you're an e-commerce company and you want to organize your flows. It might be that you're a sales driven organization and you want to, uh, organize your sales or it might be that you're more of a almost fully uh, marketing automated company and that's really important for you. Or your bread and butter is, um, is email marketing. There's really CRMs for every one of these purposes and for more purposes as well. Uh, very specialized, uh, very good at doing the job. One CRM will be perfect for, for one of these purposes. Others will be terrible. Uh, so if the easiest way to uh, get the right one is knowing first what you want to use it for, uh, because that will bring down the, the I mean, on G2, there's uh, 650 CRMs, I think. They don't really make a subclassification, I, I believe, which is, which is uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, wrong. Um, but if you want to bring that down to a smaller set, it's just starting with what, what you want to achieve is, 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 is essential. Then from there, um, I think to make sure that when you picked the right one for the right goal, um, you want to make sure that you reach that goal by making sure that the system is, uh, is used, uh, which is what I, what I just alluded to is like, it's the main issue with CRM. Like you, you get it for all the right reasons, you invest in it and then it's not used and you know, yeah, uh, people say the implementation fails. But um, one of the main things, especially in small and medium-sized businesses, it, it all hinges on um, whether your team uses it. Now we're going to assume now that uh, you're looking for a CRM for your sales, which is the, the most common case. Um, most businesses need something to know which customers are in touch with to follow up their leads properly to getting inside and that to be able to collaborate on that and and to to actually work together as a team to to serve customers coach and whatever all this kind of stuff um now the number one thing is that your your team uses it right so you need to involve your team uh in the decision so if your team doesn't understand it they don't see themselves using it then it's probably not a good system. So um, the best customers that we have are the ones that uh, that maybe just do a first check first, like find some systems, but then they get their team on board and then they they actually work with them on the CRM to see, okay, guys, do we see this work or don't we see this work? Uh, and, it, and it goes, I mean, to another level, um, it also is, is really essential to getting their buy-in because if you just impose something uh, on people, it's like, okay, guys, we're going to use this, boom. Uh, they're way more likely to, to, to take it seriously. And then um, if you've checked that, it's easy to understand. They see themselves work with it. You have this buy-in. Then there's a next step because... Um, People often think when they think about uh, CRM training, 
uh, or, or software training. Um, and that's important because you want people to use it well. But using it well also happens on another level because a CRM system can be used in many ways and different companies decide to use it in different ways. Now, if you don't make those decisions um, uh, consciously as a team, then one person will be doing like this, another person will be doing like that, and it will be very hard to have a sort of consistency when you when you try to, for instance, segment your data or you're trying to collaborate on something or you're trying to get insights, uh, then, then that will be impossible if you don't agree on uh, simple processes, uh, simple ways in which you're going to structure your data. Uh, so again, the best customers there are the ones who, who think this through a little bit, discuss with the team, um, write down some guidelines, uh, and then on a on a periodic basis, sometimes review it. Like uh, for instance, we uh, have like playbooks uh, like for instance when we go to a conference we want to make sure that it's a like at a conference you're busy right and it's fun and all that so you need to have a very um, simple process uh, to get people from from business cards to following them up to converting them uh, to customers so thinking that through writing it down and making sure that everybody's clear on how it's going to happen um, turns your your conference investments, uh, I hope soon to be able to make conference investments again, uh, in, in, a, in a much bigger ROI and, and success. Uh, one of the things you touched on was around, you know, picking a CRM for the sake of picking a CRM and not aligning it to objectives. And we talk all the time on this podcast about how you shouldn't just throw technology at a problem. You need to define, right? You need to define what your problem is, what your business objective is to achieve it. And I would agree with you that most of the CRM implementations, at least that I've seen that are challenged, are ones that happen without a lot of thought or are used in the sort of old fashioned way, you know, a decade ago when people put in a CRM system and demanded that all of their sales team has to use it and then no one cares, everyone hates it. So it's, I think there is still a lot of, PTSD about those sort of issues that have occurred in the past and yeah. and people reflect that on CRM. But I think that that's the wrong way to look at it. I think that as long as you begin in those ways to define your objectives and, and have a, an implementation strategy and a team. Another thing you talked on about that I, I want to reiterate is having that team be all together at the table to help make that decision so that everyone's aligned on why we're going to make this move and what we need to, to have as an outcome. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of great points there. The, the next thing I want to go to um, is just around utilization. You know, one of the biggest complaints that, that we hear in our business when we're working with clients and they're trying to figure out CRM challenges are how to get utilization up and what is the root cause of low utilization? How do you fix it? So in your experience, how do you see B2B companies addressing the low utilization problem and what advice would you give to those that want to improve that? So uh, a lot of that I've already sort of covered, uh, like when 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 I talked about how to implement CRM the right way. Because if you don't follow any of these things, you will have low, low utilization. Um, now, seven years ago, uh, we tried to use a lot of CRM systems, and we were really serious about it. 
Um, and we figured there was actually another issue, um, a big one why a lot of people hate CRMs. And it's that somehow um, it might be nice pieces of software built for a specific purpose and all that, but to reach that purpose, um, the sort of expectation that these systems have about how you're going to use it um, are quite immense. Uh, so these, these systems require you like throughout your day, every single time that something happens or you see a new piece of data, you always need to have the reflex to put in a CRM. So you're, you're, let's say you get an email and uh, that person you're in contact with copies in another person. First reflex is there's a new person copied in. So you take the name of that person, take the email address of that person, you put it in. Then you're like, oh my God, he sent an email signature. There's his phone number. You take the phone number, you put in his CRM and the email. Like back in the day when we started, um, people were still very weird about putting uh, emails in the CRM nowadays. And most CRMs start having email integration. So and that's good. <laughs> Uh, so you don't have to uh, keep copying these emails over, uh, logging that you had meetings, logging that you had calls. Um, a, a, a big issue there is, is, is basically that a lot of what happens in the CRM is, is duplicating stuff from other places. And, and that's why we started Salesforce uh, seven years ago. There wasn't, there wasn't anything that, that came close to automating that. Uh, so we were like, way ahead of, of, of all the others. Nowadays, uh, we're still the only one that um, automates it from the ground up. Like we, we build something to be automated. It's not a, a manual system which grew into sinking some stuff in. Uh, the, the way you use the software, it starts from the thought that, okay, this can be automated and then it also allows manual stuff. I think that's uh, essential in the sense that if salespeople have to put in a lot of work and energy to put stuff in a system on the sort of the input side of the equation. And on the output side of the equation, the system does not really help them to do their job, to follow up their customers better. And it's a very, um, very um, uh, tight balance. I don't know what, it's the right way to say it in English. Uh, then, then it it very quickly tips over to you not using the CRM, especially if it then also used by managers to to look at what you're doing and it's like, oh, no, you know, I see you did this thing here, and then and salespeople very quickly uh, stop using it. And uh, to our earlier points, you miss out on all the benefits, and you won't reach the goals that you set forward when you um, when you implemented the CRM. So that's. That's what we as a company then focus on very much is, is making sure that the input side, like the amount of data input you need to make is, is very minimal because in the end, organizing data is something that computers are really great at. Uh, salespeople are not really made for this kind of job. Computers are. So we try to make computers do as much of that as possible. And then if you have that data, then you can also help salespeople way better with staying on top of stuff because then the computer knows like, hey, that customer, uh, we weren't in touch with them for a week or two weeks or whatever you said. Um, and there's an email unanswered here and I forgot to put a note here. So you can start 
triggering people to do this kind of stuff. You can have a, a notification center with all of the stuff that happened in the day. So you just scroll through it. You can have automated tasks. You can have an overview, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then uh, based on that, you can make sure that all the things that need to happen in the company, um, like um, pulling forecasts, coaching salespeople, uh, replacing them when they leave or when they're sick, or figuring out who we're in touch with on the sales side that we shouldn't target on the marketing side, all this kind of stuff can actually can actually happen. What I think is the core of all this message is we've got to get away B2B businesses, should I say, have got to get away from a lot of the bad habits that were created a decade or more ago in the traditional ways that you want to use a CRM system, you know, using it as as big brother to look over people's shoulders and tell people, you know, what you should be doing or micromanaging and rather embracing the power of technology and, and the functions of the more modern systems where you can sync things automatically with input so that you're not burdening the sales team. So I guess that sort of leads me to my next question, which is, as we take a modern view of CRM and we get away from what it used to be a decade or more ago when everyone hated it and it was such a struggle, what do you see being the, the trends now from today all the way into the next five years? How is CRM going to look different? How are we going to use it different? And what should people be considering to adapt in their businesses to be ready for that? No, I, I think that's a very interesting way of looking at it. Um, actually, I'll, I'll go a little bit back uh, uh, before we go forward. So CRMs uh, for some of the older people, uh, uh, they had Rolodexes and they had this, uh, I, don't, I don't know how it's called in English, but here in Dutch, uh, it's actually half French, but we say in a fishing back, is a, they had a, a place with lots of uh, customer files and then they would you know you would file like oh when when did we see this customer oh here it's here oh and they have a dog and two kids and oh, put it back in the file you know um it was very um ad- so half address book file half transactions that happened half information about the person um and that's still very much um, what people think about when they think about CRMs for some reason. It's like this uh, uh, static pool of data uh, almost where you compile sort of a file on people. Um, but I think actually more and more CRMs are turning into sales systems. And uh, it oh, actually, when you think about CRM, it's customer relationship management. What is a, a relationship defined by? Is it by... Uh, whether a person has kids or what their address is or all this kind of stuff. No, not at all. The relationship is defined by the communication you're having with these people. It's the interactions. It's, it's, it's all the things that happen. Uh, so I think uh, in a CRM uh, over the, the past few years, at least many systems sort of are moving more and more in that direction as well. Communication is central and the other stuff, the data is around that. It's, it's background information. It's more about the person. It's more about the company, you know. But the relationship is the communication, and that's central. And I think that's, that's um, a trend we're all seeing at the moment, um, that it's all becoming, some people say, more conversational or whatever. Um, that's definitely one thing. Then another thing is on the automation end. 
I talked a bit at length about um, automation of data inputs, which is certainly uh, the, the fundamentals there. But then from there, um, in the past five to seven years, I don't know that eight, whatever, um, we've seen lots of um, sales automation software companies um, coming about with all kinds of different tools that were somehow outside of the CRM because the CRM was not doing that. Now, with the CRM becoming more and more of a sales platform um, where communication flows through, um, or at least is, is, is visual, uh, whatever, uh, a lot of these tools also, it starts making sense to start integrating them into the CRM. So a CRM becomes, uh, where, where it was more of a st static sort of thing, but sometimes some adaptations, um, an address book sort of thing becomes more and more about communication. And then it becomes more and more of a sales tool. It actually starts becoming sales software rather than yeah, the, the database that people thought it was. I agree. And we talk constantly about the need to make sure that your systems are interconnected. So if you're using marketing automation, you have to have that linked into CRM. If you're using sales enablement tools, like like our company's tool, we always recommend integrations into CRM. And I would agree with you that that future does look much more like how do all those things come together in a seamless automation rather than it is to force salespeople to put in input, inputs of contact records or things, again, that we were doing 10 years ago. There's, there's way better ways to do that now with automation. Um, so with all that being said, I mean, that obviously presents a, a tremendous new opportunity to get value from your CRM. So what possibilities do you ex see existing for B2B companies who are looking to get more value from their CRM implementation and make it work better for their company? I think for most companies, uh, it's it's still the point that we've been hitting earlier. It's uh, first making sure that the CRM is used by the sales team and that the data input and that all works. Um, that's we can talk about more value, but that's probably where to start. Uh, then from there, uh, making sure that data flows uh, throughout the company, hooking stuff up, what you just said, is essential. Um, not just blindly, but thinking about what are sort of the flows that need to happen um, and then making sure they do happen because moving um, data over manually from one system to the other is, is old school. Uh, and it's, 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 it makes that things are slower. It makes that mistakes are made and makes that people are busy for no reason. I mean, uh, people shouldn't be moving over data. Uh, again, computers are better at, at managing data than we are. Um, people often ask like, oh, does your system integrate with this one? And then you ask like, okay, what are you expecting from an integration? And then they don't really know. Um, it all starts with thinking like, how should data flow? Like something happens here, something should happen there. And that's just a way of thinking. Um, people still need to absorb a little bit. Um, somebody I talked to uh, yesterday or the day before, I think, um, we talked about Zapier. Um, Zapier is this, is, there's, there's lots of platforms out there, but it's probably the, the biggest 
simplest and with most integrations out there in terms of integration platform. It's, it, it is a, when you start using it, you start adopting somehow another way of thinking. It takes a bit, but then at some point you, you start seeing opportunities all the time. Like you're like, okay, I'm doing this and then that. And like, oh, why is this not automated? Oh, I could take this. And then when this happens, then whoop, and you build something, you let it go and it starts working for you. Um, that's definitely, so uh, data inputs, connecting systems uh, are, are two big things. And then working uh, your CRM more into your workflow. Um using it in a different places where you're working um, just makes it so much easier uh, to stay on top of things. Um, yeah, we, for instance, make a sidebar. A lot of CRMs nowadays have, have sidebars in email. Uh, we make that, if you're in your email, it's not like a separate world. Uh, you're in the in 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 the in your emails. You open one, and then next to that it says, "Oh, is this customer that company? You know these people there. That's the opportunities you have running. Here are the other stuff that happened. Here's the tasks you have for this. Here's the files. You know, so that it's just easier. It uh, you don't have to juggle things and remember. Um, it's all there in one place. That will make sure. And actually, we see that with. Uh, People using our system when when they install the we have a lot of G Suite users also Outlook and stuff but uh, when the, the the they install the Gmail plugin then usage just just starts skyrocketing. I agree. I think the integrations are certainly part of the future. Just making it as simple as you can. Um, I, I want to circle back really quickly on the data aspect because you, you talked a little bit about that. Um, one thing that we find a lot is that, you know, data is the new currency. Everybody knows that. Everyone's focusing on how can we produce data? How can we capture data? But I think that there's a big difference between simply gaining access to that data or being able to report that data in something like your CRM system versus actually having a system set up to where you can interpret that data into something actionable. So what would your thoughts be on Given that modern CRM is collecting so much information, how do you begin to use CRM to report that data back in a way that you can actually begin to take action and do something with it? I, 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 I personally don't think it's all about reporting uh, necessarily. You have data on different levels, right? Like I'm, I'm looking in the CRM at a certain customer and I know uh, where to email them, call them, what their address is, what their company is about, how big it is, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, that's one thing. That's more the, the address book thing we, that we talked about. Then there's um, seeing our relationship, like the, the communication is one thing, like the, the emails we've exchanged, the meetings we had, the phone calls we did. Uh, is interesting, but then beyond that, knowing whether actually opened those emails, clicked on the links, went to the website, uh, this is a uh, another part of the relationship. You could say sometimes like the the part that is uh, that is otherwise hidden, but it also helps you very much as a as a well, focusing on salespeople as a salesperson um, to understand whether people are actually busy with what you're uh, suggesting or or not they're busy with other stuff 
um, what they maybe look at on your site, whether they're checking out the pricing or a product you didn't expect they would check out or whatever. Um, that's super helpful information. It makes you that you can judge um, judge these kind of things, like whether they're interested, what they're interested in and stuff. Um, it also helps if you get that data um, on a, um, uh, can I say on a um, real-time level, so you can uh, be in touch at the right times, that it's not uh, uh, delayed, like a customer is reading your emails, checking out the site, maybe it's now, now is a good time to call because this is actually the moment that they're thinking about uh, using your service or product. Or Then when you go one level up, um, data is... Um, invaluable to be able to uh, look at things at a bit more scale. Um, the, 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 the common thing to think about is, is segmenting. Um, so for instance, when I work in our CRM, I, we have lots of different pipelines for lots of different types of relationships. And I don't work on all of them at once. Like one, at one moment I look at partners and then I, I take my accounts, like the companies, and I filter them by the, the partners pipelines. Um, and then I focus on that. Another time I go, okay, how are larger prospects doing? I go to that segment. So many of our customers um, have built this out this kind of use. Like you take your, your, your data, you start filtering on it by the different fields, and then you uh, turn that into uh, saved filters. It becomes segments. Um, that is a major way in which people use data not just to be able to have these segments uh, in the CRM and work on them separately, but for instance, to say, we're going to send an email out now about a certain thing, who should we email? Um, and then you, you make your segment and you say, okay, these people, boom, and you send them an email. And then uh, probably the third level um, is what you said. It's reporting, um, it's seeing numbers, seeing how you're doing, uh, whether it's it's becoming better or it's becoming worse, on which levels you're doing well and which levels you're doing a bit less, um, and that's that that comes in the dashboards. Um, so in dashboards, it's not so much about seeing individual people. It's not so much about making lists or anything. It's really about um, judging, really like how you're doing, and and in some cases like how you can improve. Um, how you can do better, how you did last month versus this month. Um, that really helps a lot if you track your data well um, to, to improve the way you're doing business because if, you're, if you don't have all this kind of um, stuff on your dashboards, I'm going to say something cliche, it's like flying a plane without having all this kind of stuff. It's, it's very hard to, to reach the right place. Let's uh, talk a little bit about how CRM can sort of bridge the gap between sales and marketing. And uh, at least for our listener base, we, we talk constantly about the need for sales and marketing alignment, why it's important, how systems can help fuel that. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on where CRM fits into that, that puzzle of bringing those two teams together? There's... Um CRMs in all kinds of uh, shapes and sizes, some more focused on sales, some more focused on marketing. Um, now, in any case, um, what is essential is that 
Well, let me say, marketers are usually pretty good at keeping the data because a lot of that happens at some sort of scale and it's integrated with stuff. It's easy to track things. They're not so dependent on manual data input. Salespeople on the other end are. Um, so there's there's a bottleneck there. But as soon as you start um, making sure that you fix that bottleneck, that the sales team actually uses it and you actually have the data, then you can really bring things together because at that point, um, marketing can, for instance, before they send out some kind of promotion, see who the sales team is in touch with, who they sh should definitely not touch. Um, or they could see maybe for another campaign, like uh, they have, ac they actually have all the information about everyone that the sales team knows and then can leverage that uh, to warm up those leads. Um, that's, that's really, really essential, I think, is that you keep data consistently because then you can collaborate on things. Um, thinking, thinking about it in a different way. Let's say, um, let's say you have a hundred companies you're working with and uh, you could work together in, in the following way. Uh, marketing asks sales about every single customer of these hundreds to see how they're doing and how they can help. Or there's just data in a system that sort of defines this and marketing just has to look at the data and doesn't have to ask sales any questions. Uh, they can use that data to make decisions about marketing. I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't talk to each other, but the data is communication uh, when you're collaborating. It's the bridge. I, I, yes, I, I, I completely agree with you on that. And I think that... Uh, if, if one is out of balance with the other, it's always creates disconnects. And especially when you start thinking about things at scale. So how do you run marketing automation as efficiently as you can? How do you make sure that the sales team knows, you know, what the heck marketing is doing and when they're running campaigns and how that's aligned? I mean, you, you got to have CRM in the middle of that. So I think you covered that well. Um, well, as we get ready to wrap up here, you know, one thing I always focus on the podcast is, you know, big key takeaways, the big three things that anyone listening to this should walk away knowing. So in regard to B2B companies, if people had to consider three big, three big important topics, what would you leave people with? Focus on a specific purpose uh, when you pick a CRM. Uh, make sure your team is on board uh, and, and take it the right way, like get them to use it, you know, ha have them have a say in a pick and all that. Uh, make sure you uh, build your processes around it. I think uh, from our conversation, these are probably the three most important things you can take away because everything else uh, will flow from there. Very well said. Well, Jeroen, we really have enjoyed, or I have enjoyed this chat, certainly. I hope everyone listening has enjoyed uh, the chat as well. Uh, a lot of good insights. Uh, just for uh, reference here as well, I will put Jeroen's contact information, his LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Uh, I'll also put a link to Salesflare, his company, if you're interested in CRM solutions. 
We'll have their website listed as well. Um, if there are any questions that anyone has about the episode, we'd love to engage with you. If you're listening to this and you saw it on LinkedIn, engage with us in the comments, share it with a friend. Uh, if you're finding the episode and the content valuable, uh, go ahead and subscribe to the channel or give us a review. That's how other listeners find us is through those user reviews. And we appreciate everyone tuning in today. Yarun, thanks for joining. And we hope to have you back sometime soon in the future. Yeah, thanks. This was fun. Maybe a tip for those uh, connecting with me on LinkedIn. Uh, please include a personal message. Otherwise, I will not be able to distinguish you from all the spam I get every day. But if you include that personal message, it's not all the work. Then I will know that you come from uh, from the B2B enablement podcast and I'll connect with you and we can have a chat. Excellent note. I know we all get too much LinkedIn spam today. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good way to get through the filter. Jeroen, thanks so much. We appreciate you joining.